Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole. In this episode, we're going to talk about a fundamental skill that is particularly important in B2B because B2B is generally driven more by relationships than a transactional mindset. Let's get started. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Hey, everyone. I hope you're having an awesome day today. In the last episode, we talked about how your business's growth is mostly dependent on your growth as a person. This time, I wanted to talk about a skill that's helped me out immensely over the years in business and selling B2B and in my personal life with friends and family. You know, and that skill is understanding people, where they're coming from, and how best to influence them in a positive way. This may seem very basic in nature, but over and over again throughout my career in business, I've seen people ignore this facet of communication and the consequence of not having this skill. I don't remember where I picked it up, but I love the saying, you know, talk to people in the terms they can understand. What I mean by this is that if you want to influence people to do what you want them to do, buy more of your product, be loyal to your brand, or have a long-term relationship, you have to communicate in a very specific way. For instance, let's say you got an appointment to meet with the owner of a mid-sized manufacturing company that's looking to upgrade some of their machines, and they're the type that your company sells. If the prospect is like most owners, they're busy and they just want a solution to their problem. A lot of salespeople will walk in there, start some small talk, and then start feature barfing and going on about uh, their product, why their company is the greatest, and all that kind of stuff. They do the vast majority of the talking because they're nervous or not confident enough to be able to handle the typical silence in any sales conversation. I know I did that in my early days of selling, even though I knew better. It's a very easy trap to fall into, and instead of getting the prospect to tell me about their needs, desires, and what's important to them, I monopolize the conversation. You know, fortunately, I had an experience when I was a cadet at West Point that I never forgot when dealing with people. You know, I don't know uh, how it works now, but in those days, uh, West Point's faculty of teachers were mostly uh, Army officers temporarily stationed there. I wasn't one of those born with natural brilliance and academic things, so I had to work really hard. And I only got one A in a class over a four-year period as a cadet. And that A was because I read a book written about 90 years ago called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, which I'm sure a lot of you have read. And there's a link to it in the show notes. Uh, I highly recommend you read it as the principles taught in that book are are really timeless. So as I mentioned, uh, all officers or professors were army officers. And I had an English writing class that was taught by a sort of a very tough, rough around the edges, special forces officer. Just the um, guy was kind of the caricature of the alpha male barking orders and doing all that Uh, Anyway, this was my first year there as a plebe, what they call freshman. So this guy was pretty intimidating. Fortunately, my mother was an English teacher, so my English skills were pretty good. However, for the first month, I got C's and a few B's on quizzes and writing assignments that he handed out. And it was during this time that I read that book on how to win friends and influence people. I decided to see if some of the techniques he talked about in that book worked. So while still being professional and all that, I did my best to come across as a very harsh mimicking style of communication when I talked to him. I kept this up uh, over the next few months, and I noticed his demeanor toward me completely changed, and eventually I got an A in the class. I realized what happened there, and I've used this throughout my sales career when I was dating and even today. I didn't have a word for it at the time, and 
didn't totally understand what I was doing, but basically I created rapport with him, which helped me stick out of his mind. And my guess is that psychologically he liked me on a subconscious level and was willing to give my work consideration. I'm not saying he gave me an A just because I created rapport and he liked me, but I think creating rapport helped him justify his emotion with logic. So what does this have to do with B2B sales? The lesson I learned during that time taught me a lot about human nature. And a lot of salespeople get intimidated by someone who's gruff or not their personality type. While psychological rapport building is important when you're selling to anyone, it's particularly important for B2B since it tends to be a one-on-one with decision makers who are sophisticated and they get pitched constantly by unethical salespeople. We'll more about that on a future episode. But uh, if you do not first create rapport when you're dealing with an owner, a top executive of a company, you might as well just move on to the next prospect because you're unlikely to get the sale. And certainly they won't uh, want to have an ongoing relationship. First impressions do matter. And it's much harder to change people's view of you when you start out without any rapport. You know, there are whole books written on rapport and a lot of sales trainers teach some of the as- aspect of it. You know, I've tried different things over the years. So here's uh, a few things that work for me when trying to build relationships. The first thing is more of a habit than a technique. Um, and you have to get good at sort of opening your eyes and noticing your environment. You know, if you're in an office of an owner, look around and start putting the pieces together. You want to paint a mosaic of their attributes. Uh, you know, do they have their favorite team's swag on the wall in their office? Or do they have pictures of nature and outdoors? You need to quickly build a mental image of that person by their surroundings. There's a lot you can gain from that. Obviously, this only works if you're meeting them in an office, but other things like how they dress, what car they drive, you know, tell you about what that person is, how they see life. One of the important parts of rapport building is the discipline to listen instead of talking. This is really hard for most salespeople as they've either have done this for such a long time and have a pre-canned speech or they're just nervous and start feature barfing on the prospect. When you're talking to a prospect, it's critical that you spend 70-80% of your time listening to the prospect instead of talking about your company or yourself. This is one of the many techniques in rapport building and we don't have time to go into each one and each one could be a podcast in itself, but some of the ones you want to keep in mind are first getting someone to talk about themselves. The more you can ask open-ended questions that get them talking about their personal life, their goals in business, et cetera, the better rapport you'll create. Also, you know, make sure that they or that you use uh, their name, preferably their first name, and use it often. As the saying goes, there's no sweeter sound of a person's ears than their own name. You may feel awkward saying their name a lot, but it works. You know, when I started changing my interaction with that professor at West Point, I didn't shortcut on my communication by prefacing things with just sir, which is required when addressing uh, superior officers. But I made it a point to address him, you know, in all the responses as Colonel Smith or whatever his name was. The more I could say his name, the better rapport I created. And in addition to verbal rapport, you can create rapport through your body, through mirroring and matching. Again, go get a good book on rapport building with NLP or one of those types of books and because it's scientifically proven to work. So what if you aren't meeting in person, but over the phone, which is just now more common due to the current pandemic? It's always been the case in my business, but others are forced now being forced into it. Uh, you do lose some ways to create physical rapport when talking on the phone, but you can still mirror, match, and read between the lines. And speaking of the phone, this is where 75% of the time spent listening uh, becomes even more critical because it's harder, but you have to get comfortable with that silence. You know, there are other techniques uh, that I won't get into involving regional and cultural influences you have to pick up as well as connecting through shared experiences. But, you know, again, this is a very big subject. All these techniques I've mentioned on creating rapport to start a relationship can be practiced and used on anyone with very powerful influence. However, there's an overarching aspect to developing relationships with prospects 
you can be horrible at, at uh, rapport building techniques and yet still have some success. This is simply, you know, showing genuine interest in the prospect's problems or their life in general. As you probably know, the more you know about a subject, the more interesting it becomes. And this applies to people as well. For instance, if you counter an executive who is introverted or your first impression of them is that they're going to be a tough sale because they come off like a jerk, it's easy to just pack it on and move on to the next sale. However, if you stop yourself and mentally ask, okay, what could I like about this person or what could I respect about them? Answering this question uh, yourself makes it a lot easier to create rapport. If you find ways for you to be genuinely interested in the prospect and their needs, that comes across both in person and on the phone. You can literally see the walls uh, of a prospect's uh, resistance come tumbling down. One other easy thing I do is give a prospect a sincere compliment. This sounds simple, but it's an easy way to knock down barriers. It may take a minute to figure it out, but if you can find something to compliment them on, it's human nature for them to connect to you. Sometimes you can literally see the person change, relax their shoulders, change their tone of voice, etc. You know, business owners often don't get a lot of sincere appreciation for the work they do, as I'm sure you can relate to. So a sincere compliment can go a long way. One warning, though, don't ever make up a bogus compliment because humans are very adept at seeing through the lines and will eventually pick up your lack of sincerity and will that'll absolutely kill any kind of chance you have of doing business with them. So the takeaways from this episode are the importance of creating rapport and building any relationship, some of the mechanics of uh, rapport building, and most importantly, being sincere in your communication. These components have made a huge difference in my sales career and as a business owner. Whether you're talking to prospects, your employees, your spouse, or anyone else, I'd encourage you to make this a lifelong habit. I hope this was helpful. Uh, Some of you find it very basic, and it is. But uh, as we've talked about before, we all lose sight of the fundamentals from time to time. So I would encourage you to review how you're doing in this area and how you can improve. Thanks for listening today. In the next episode, we're going to talk about uh, evaluating your marketing success, when you should pour resources into a marketing method, and when you should dump it. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. I also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.